Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Hello, Fightful Faithful. Uh, this is not your normal tandem on a Wednesday night. Uh, Sean was actually at the show, uh, so uh, he'll be getting all kinds of scoops, I'm sure, behind the scenes. Uh, so I'm on the I'm on the other side of the the little thing. I'm on the other box. That's uh, I'm uh, your host tonight, Alex Belowski, and with me is Julie Cutler, who you know from the Fightful Post AEW pay per view. Shows. I'm back. And she's back, everybody. I'm back and so, I'm back uh, big. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> this is uh this is your post show on Fightful for AEW Dynamite on January 25th. Uh send in your super chats. There's a little thing at the bottom of the YouTube thing. Uh, or go to humperchats.com and send in something there. Um, and it looks like um we'll be um We'll be reading those all night long, and uh, we uh, will be talking about the show and where we think it's going. There, we are, we're getting we've gotten to a place where it looks like um, uh, we are starting to really build toward Revolution, the next pay per view. It's uh, we're getting to about a, uh, six weeks out, so they're starting to like really put some things together, some stuff that isn't um, uh, not yet actually set in stone, but we think we think we know where we're going. Um, so here we go. Uh, me, Norma says, I Julie, glad you're here. Um, me, oh, I'm so glad to see you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, me, Norma, of course, uh, is now cheating on Linda with Julie Cutler. And really, oh honestly, my, oh, I just got wrapped up in the middle of some drama. That was quick. Yeah, listen, listen, I, I, I can't say I blame him, but 
uh, <laughs> Linda's probably crushed. So, um, well, I don't uh, know. She, I don't know if I want to get tangled up with Linda. She listen. seems like Linda seems like she's got an angry side to her. I don't know if she's yeah. someone that I want to get tangled up with. Oh, so. she'll absolutely cut a bitch. So, yeah, Linda, exactly. <laughs> out. Um, the the main thing for the show, of course, uh, being that they announced. Uh, that Mark Briscoe, the um, the brother of the late Jay Briscoe, um, one half of the current ROH Tag Team Champions, would be having a tribute match uh, to honor his brother versus Jay Lethal, uh, Jay Briscoe's longtime friend and rival. Uh, and they put that on as the main event of the show, as well they should. Uh, but uh, the entire show, especially a, a Jay Briscoe video package that we saw, um, all of that, there was a tenor to the show that felt like there, there was this is business as usual for a lot of these matches, but there was this this thing hanging over this, this um, I, I won't say um, uh, a, a pallor or anything like that. It just, it really felt like this was all for Jay. This is what Jay would have wanted. And um, I thought the show uh, used that energy really well. I agree with that. And I was so, so glad when I saw it pop up in my news feed. I want to say they announced it. I can't remember if it was yesterday or Monday that they had officially announced it. I remember going on my phone in the morning and kind of scrolling around and seeing the graphic that they had made mm -hmm. the announcement that that was going to be a part of the show. And I was so glad when I saw that they made that decision. Um, I know it, it sounded like within the past week, um, you know, Tony last week had kind of done, I think, whatever he could within his power doing sort of like the separate yeah. tribute show after the episode of Dynamite. Um, but it sounds like within the past week, he had had some conversations with Warner Brothers and they had changed their stance on um, what kind of a tribute they would allow him to do on TV. And I'm so, so glad that they were able to do that this week. Um, and you could, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to it more once we actually discuss the main event of the show. But I mean, you could just see the emotion so clearly written on everyone's face. Um, once we got to that point in the show, I thought that the video package that they put together was so beautifully executed and, um, I'm really, really glad because just, you know, aside from from this recent tragedy, we had spoken a lot on Fightful recently about how I feel like this past year was a really big year for the Briscoes, especially with um, the series that they did with FTR. And so I think it was beautiful that um, they were able to be showcased tonight on such a large platform yeah yeah agreed uh jb love uh says what a show thanks for running this group therapy alex and jewelry um well we'll we'll, we'll take that as an honor to be able to do that for you guys absolutely um but thank you so much oh look at that somebody decided to e edit our little deal and now now we have names <laughs> under us look at hey. that That's, that was like magic i wonder who did that that was must have been the overlay fairy <laughs> who decided to bless us with our own names underneath our, our pictures. That's very good. Um, so uh, we started the night with uh, with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara and uh, Ricky Starks and Action Andretti. Now, there's 
I'm not going to be able to get through this without without uh, pointing out the thing that was going around wrestling Twitter late this a afternoon. <laughs> uh, oh boy! A vid video of, of Action Andretti uh, doing a completely amazing athletic feat for no reason in the middle of a match, and every, <laughs> and it, it, the 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 tweet was sent out with this video of like he's spectacular. That's inarguable. However, there is such a thing. Like, and I'm not, I'm not the ring psychology. Come on, why are you doing flips all the time, guy? But in this particular case, he did a lot of stuff to do nothing. And and the thing is, I like Action Andretti. And there's a lot of people who were dismissing him entirely because of this little video. Like, oh, this guy must suck because he's just a gymnast. And then, like, no, watch the match, the right. full match he had from Dark or Elevation or whatever it was. Or watch this tag match because this guy's really good and getting better and better. So I thought this uh, tag match was was uh, was what it needed to be. Uh, and Ricky Starks is a huge star. Um, Action Andretti is is again a, a rising star, going to, going to going to be getting better and better all the time. Uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara doing all their shtick, um, and uh, of course. You do the the cheat to win thing because that's what Yas does, and so we've we've done we 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 this did everything it set out to accomplish. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have changed much of anything considering what is the story they're trying to tell here. This is what we're doing. I agree. I thought that this was a very well booked match. I thought it was a perfect start to the show. I felt like the crowd, at least from like the crowd reaction that I could hear on TV, it sounded like the crowd was hot for this match. And I just thought everybody had a really good showing. I think Action Andretti is, like, on track to be a huge star. I think that um, there's something really special. He kind of reminds me, when you mentioned that um, viral video on Twitter yeah. earlier today, I feel like we've seen a few things sort of – it reminds me of, like, Ricochet, like, early Ricochet a little bit, where I yeah. feel like – he just threw in like a lot of flippy stuff in his matches that like wasn't really necessary, but it was just like kind of fun. <laughs> it was just kind of fun to like see right. that he was capable of doing that. It also sort of reminded me of um, something you had mentioned on last night's show um, where you and Kate were going over NXT, the spot that um, Tiffany Stratton did where mm -hmm. it's like you flip into an elbow and you were just mm -hmm. like, that is absolutely not necessary. In fact, that probably takes away your momentum for right. the elbow to actually have an impact. But nonetheless, it's just like a moment for them to show off what right. they can do athletically. So um, I, I do think that he's very gifted in that way. And I think there's something really to be said for the fact that Chris Jericho handpicked him. Yeah to be a star. I was reading online around the time of his signing that Jericho had been watching one of the AEW, AEW Dark tapings and he had seen the match that Action Andretti did with QT. And in that moment, he was just mm -hmm. like, this kid's going to be a star. And so I'm going to make him a star. And um, I think he's succeeded at that so far. I mean, we had the big... Um, dynamite debut where he uh got the upset win over jericho and i think ever since then i think it's really smart that they put him 
with Ricky Starks, just considering the oh, amount perfect. of the amount of star power that Ricky Starks has, I think mm-hmm. it's perfect. Um, they both they both look like they're young rising stars, and they both have a lot of charisma. Um, I was very impressed seeing Action and Dreddy actually on the mic the other week too, and like the interviews, the backstage interviews that he's done so far with Renee. Yeah. I thought that he carried himself very well, mm-hmm. um, and so having that well roundedness, I think, is really going to help him a lot. Um, One thing that I wanted to point out about this match that I thought was funny was there was that little spot where Ricky Starks was walking on the top rope with Jericho. And I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but like, I just thought it was funny, sort of like how far he walked, like how long (laughs) they kept that. He would have gone all the way. I I want want this. I, I know it's ridiculous. But I want this. Can can he walk, do the same walk from one turnbuckle to the next and then turn left and walk yes. from that turnbuckle <laughs> to the next? Do the full way around no. the thing. I don't I don't necessarily need to see it in, you know, like on TV, but in a house show, that spot would be, that would over be hilarious. Huge. Um I, I like how far he went, but he, he went just far enough that yeah. Sammy Guevara could hit a flying cutter off the top rope, which was a great spot. I thought so too. I just thought it was funny how long that spot lasted yeah. for. And like mm-hmm. the facials, Chris Jericho is always yeah. like the master of facials and just his facial yeah. in the spot. And I was like, realistically, like you probably had plenty of time where you could have gotten out of this yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, just, you're just, like, Jericho's, Jericho's selling the arm being twisted backwards. <laughs> You know, and so he's got to sell that for a while. Yeah, um, there, there was another spot too earlier in the match. I'm trying to remember specifically what it was, but they did like a a zoom in on a couple of different facials. And Jericho, it was when Jericho was um, waiting for the tag, and he's like, yeah. by you know, holding onto the rope, and like just the expression on his face, like he looked so forlorn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it yeah. was like almost comically so, where I just really appreciated it. Okay, so Mike Jackson and Impact is the total ring rope walk around. We'll see that I, I don't, I did, I did not know that. But good for Mike Jackson doing the spot that him. I'm wanting Rick, Rick, Rick Ricky Starks to do. <laughs> Somebody um, send me a video of that because yeah. I would love to see. <laughs> um, Jam Beard says action reminds me of early Matt Seidel slash Evan Bourne. That's a great shout out. I could see that. when Evan Bourne was doing stuff. You were like, that's crazy. Like, um, and, uh, and then he says somewhat like Ricochet as well. I mean, I always think of early Ricochet as being Prince Puma from Lucha Underground. And, and that guy wasn't doing unnecessary flippy stuff. He was, he was doing necessary flippy stuff because there were like zombie luchadors out to murder him. So he had to do anything he had to. 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 Uh, Mike Jackson, of course, uh, does that at 73 years old. So let's, let's see Ricky do that in 50 years. 40 years, whatever. Let's see Ricky trot that out in 40 years and see what happens. Um, it's a challenge. We're issuing it as a challenge. Yeah. Uh, Jambeard <laughs> says, I like this new co-host for Alex. Big upgrade over SRS. Can we keep it this way? I mean, listen, you'll have to talk to Sean. I'm sure Sean would love another letter night off. Are you kidding me? He's just he's just going he out and doing it. having fun at the show. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kai says uh, Andretti out here like a like a got dang spider monkey. It is. He's true. He is a spider monkey. Um, that's good. So, um, so yeah, uh, 
I believe it is uh, Garcia on the outside who hits um, hits Andretti with the, with the bat, and yes. that causes the end. And it is um, they they did a while ago. They did a, they did a spot where um, all the refs came out to like try and get Satnam Singh to the back in that tag title match, and uh, and so. Um, all the rest were out there to witness what one ref in the ring did not witness, <laughs> which was blatant cheating by Jeff Jarrett. Um, and I feel like they should just have, as as a matter of course, have like three referees around the ring at all times because there's so much cheating that goes on in, in AEW matches. Yeah. So that if you've, if you've established that as long as there's a referee at ringside who sees the cheating, the cheating cannot stand. Well, then you should probably just have a couple of referees out there all the time because because especially Jericho and his buddies, they cheat behind Aubrey's back all the time. Literally and, all she's, the time. and she's forced to go, well, that guy wasn't unconscious five seconds ago. All right. <laughs> one, two, three. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe maybe check his face for bruising, like bat shaped bruising. I don't know. Right. That's one thing that I do have to nitpick about AEW a little bit is not even just the cheating necessarily, but I actually meant to to talk about this a little bit in um, the Revolution post show that we did. And I just never got the chance because we there was so much content to cover. But mm-hmm. I think there's also a theme sometimes of like not adhering to solid tag team rules. Like I yeah. think sometimes you can see that they kind of flip back and forth between like they're just having a crazy tornado, like what seems like it's a tornado tag. They're all over the place. They're in the crowd. And then they all come back. And this is going on for like five minutes. And then they all yeah. come back to the ring and stand on the apron and like wait to be tagged in. And I'm like, well, then why did the last five minutes of this match just go completely unnoticed? I just think it's, um, I mean, I think a lot of the time, as fans, we kind of let it fly because it is entertaining and like the ultimate purpose of the match mm-hmm. comes across. But I think if you're really somebody who is looking at it from like a technical perspective, it can make the referees look incompetent and it can just be generally a little bit confusing. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a one thing I would like to see them tighten up and i mean obviously it's not just aew every promotion is going to have those little cheating spots i think that we've seen it probably more prominently in aew in like Mm -hmm. some of the the big matches um and and i think a lot of the time it's good from a storytelling perspective like i think it worked in this match because you don't really want to make either team look weak. You don't want to make no, Chris no. Jericho. I mean, he already had an upset loss to action and mm-hmm. And you don't really want to make him look any weaker, especially as they're building up the feud. Right. You don't really want to have Ricky Starks and action and Dreddy lose cleanly. Cause those are like the young stars that you're trying to build. So I feel like this ending logistically made sense in terms of the continuing the story, but like you said, it's kind of a. The, does the referee notice that there's a bat-shaped hole? Right. In yeah. Someone's face? <laughs> yeah. Um. Hold on. Uh, we got um. 
Let's call that a Ruffumberjack match. Well, yeah. Lumberjacks around the ring, but they're all refs. Um, yeah. And Tom LaValle says, uh, three refs, they distract each one and still cheat. Yeah, that's true. That's if, they, if Yas has enough people, they'll just run out Ange Parker and Daddy Magic and Jake Hager, enough. and they'll strike all of them. So, yeah. yeah. They have enough yeah. guys. <laughs> um, we got a very uh, a beautiful, honestly, a beautiful Jay Briscoe tribute uh, video that was just... Um, incredibly well done um and you know it's it's uh it's a horrible tragedy but it is um it is kind of amazing to see the, the outpouring of support for him and his family um the the wrestling community really takes care of their own uh in a way that is um lovely to see uh but this this was a, a fantastic um and very moving a uh, video package for for jay briscoe what do you think of it I completely agree with you. And I, I give major props to AEW because I think that, you know, regardless of what you think of Tony Khan, regardless of what you think of, you know, one company versus another, like this is something that transcend transcends wrestling. Mm -hmm. This is something that happened in real life to real families. There are real families that are going oh, to yeah. be impacted by this forever and yeah. so i think that aew traditionally in situations like this has done a very good job of putting together a really classy tribute and has really taken care of the families and the individuals involved so um i thought it was a beautifully put together package um i like that they they showed it Obviously, I like that they showed it at this point in the show because obviously we had the main event and we had, you know, everybody that came out. And but like you had said before, I liked that they had this energy going throughout the show and that they really made the entire show a tribute to Jay and his family. So, from um, you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is, is, is experiencing this, but... Uh, you are a robot right now, so I don't know what's 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 up with the audio. It, it got all messed up, at least in my ears. It did. I don't know if anybody uh -oh. else was experiencing that. So we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that. If if you okay. yeah, there she uh -oh. <laughs> she's going through a tunnel. She'll be back oh. in a moment. Um, apparently, yeah, Julie is Julie's uh, got um, uh, Kate's Wi-Fi right now. Um, it's that's not great. So uh, we'll. Well, I don't know if that'll if that's going to happen again. We'll we'll keep an eye on it. All right, okay, everybody. Let me know. Is it any better now? It's better now. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, okay good. It's good. Yeah, Julie has borrowed Kate's internet. Yeah, <laughs> never a good thing to do. <laughs> never a good thing to do. Um. So. Um. Uh. Yeah. So then we got. Um. Yes, Kate's potato router has affected Julie's. Um. <laughs> It's just the way it, it's just the way it works. Um, yeah, I literally have my laptop plugged into a potato right now. Yeah, yeah, right. No, that's that's how it works. That's how it works. That's how. Yeah, it no. Works. Yeah, that's that's how. When Al Gore invented the internet, he was just like, plug this cord into a potato. You're good. That's Genius. how it worked. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um. So uh, we got the TNT Championship. Darby Allen defeated Buddy Matthews because, of course, he did. Um. I. Uh. This was great because Buddy Matthews is great and. Um, Buddy Matthews did um, a, a lot of work in 2018, 2019, wrestling against guys the size of Darby Allen, selling for them, um, 
the the thing was that when he was selling for them in the matches, he would then end up winning because he was 20 pounds bigger than all the guys that he was wrestling. Uh, in this case, I think with with uh, with 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 Darby, he's fifty pounds bigger than Darby. Um, so uh, there's there is a um, and I don't know why it exists with me and Darby. Uh, it doesn't exist with me and other and other smaller guys. But I have a uh, I don't like <laughs> I just don't believe the things that Darby Allen does hurt the guys that are the, uh, big enough. Like I, I don't I just know why it happens because usually it's just. I'm going to throw my body at you as opposed to using skill, which is not a thing that he does. I know he's a skilled person, but like I'm saying like uh, combination strikes or I'm going to use this takedown version to get you down on the mat and work over your limbs. He's just right. like, all right, my body is a missile and I'm going to yes. fling at you as hard as I can. And it's usually spectacular, but I always feel like it shouldn't necessarily work at the rate it works. And so that's my my whole thing with Darby. It has been for a while. I think he's doing a great job in this in this title run. I think he's been doing a fantastic job. I love that we get to see a Buddy Matthew singles match where he gets to really show out because it feels like we haven't had one in a long time. I love that guy. I've loved him for years. Um, and as G uh, G Bro says, Wednesday night, Darby Allen versus Alex's favorites. That's basically what it is. You get we're gonna do it again next week. Another one of my favorites. Uh, and probably going to lose to uh, to Darby Allen next week as well. Um, I've I've decided now. I'm I'm sure of it. Who's going to beat Darby Allen for the TNT title and when? But we'll talk about that after this. The match I thought was was excellent. We had a we had a run in with um, we had a run in with uh, House of Black came in, but they were immediately countered by uh, Ortiz, who came down with a kendo stick, and uh, Sting, who had a bat. And <laughs> just because that's how that works. Um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by, by a lot of this. I, I wish uh, House of Black was able to do uh, more stuff, like, consistently. Um, they've been back for a while, but we haven't really got a chance to, like, see them really show out in the ring as much. So I'm really glad Buddy Matthews got this shot. I agree with you. I love, I love Buddy Matthews. I want to say when you had mentioned his size, because mm-hmm. um, obviously Darby Allen's one of the smaller guys on the roster. I always think back to when Buddy Murphy was a cruiserweight. I'm like, how is this mm-hmm. guy? How is this guy a cruiserweight? That guy, that guy was not making weight at 205 pounds. I, he yeah, just wasn't. I'm sorry. Know. He did an interview with Chris Van Vliet and they talked about it because he has so much size to him. I mean, he has a great physique. He's also someone, um, I remember that time that WWE tried to make him wrestle with a shirt on. I was like, this is not a guy who's supposed to wrestle, wrestle with a shirt on. Um, but I was just thinking of, I was like, he's, he's a cruiserweight. Right. So he's really like theoretically, because I think they say Darby Allen weighs in at like is it one? More? They say one seventy five. I'm like, mm, no, it's not one seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, if, if buddies, there's no way. There's no. I, right. I was just trying to do some math in my head, and mm. I was like, there's some things yeah. that are not adding up here. But nonetheless, right. I thought it was a great showing for Buddy Matthews. Um, I know you had mentioned the little run-in spot. I almost feel like. This is going to be another one of my little gripes with AEW. They also, along with a lot of like cheat endings, they do mm-hmm. a lot of run-in spots, which I love. Honestly, right. like I love chaotic, 
crazy yeah. booking. But for this match, I don't, I almost don't even think that they needed it. Like, I don't really feel mm-hmm. like it necessarily added. It was so quick. I don't know that it necessarily added a ton to the match. Like, they were already having a great match as it is. I guess yeah. House of Black being House of Black, like, maybe uh, from a storytelling standpoint, it sort mm-hmm. of made sense. But um, my only gripe... Well, I say two gripes. One is kind of what you were saying about how Darby, I love Darby. I love mm-hmm. the pairing of Darby and Sting together. Um, and he does a lot of really incredible stuff when it comes to just putting his body on the line in chaotic ways. Mm-hmm. But um, he does get a lot of wins where I don't know that I always believe it like I think it was cool when he won the TNT championship in his hometown like I understand that was a moment Mm -hmm. for him but it's it's hard for someone of that size I mean I guess being who he is I feel Mm -hmm. like that makes up for some of it but sometimes it's hard to believe it that Mm -hmm. consistently um the other thing that I wanted to add is I feel like House of Black, in my mind, I feel like they have a lot of potential to be really, really cool. And I remember seeing online months ago, I think Fightful had shared an article about, um, maybe it was Buddy Murphy who had said, forgive me if if I'm quoting the wrong person, but it was, it was basically talking about how they want to be like the biggest, coolest thing in wrestling. Like they could see themselves sort of going down that path. And I honestly think that they could too. Like they have a really cool look. They have a great entrance. They have um, this sort of like spookiness about them. I feel like AEW kind of had a lot of spooky factions, but for me, this is one that could really work and go far. But I don't feel like, and I'll have to double check on this. I don't feel like they've had a ton of big victories that are really like pushing them in that direction. And so- well, it was a great match. Like, I just hate to see Buddy Murphy lose because I feel like they could use the momentum right now. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I firmly believe um, we, we haven't really even – have we even seen the Elite as a trio since they won the trio's titles two weeks ago? I don't think we have. The Bucks, the Guck, Bucks faced top flight last week. We haven't seen them as a trio yet. Yeah, I don't like, think we've seen them to, as a trio. To me, like, to me – your your big big feud for the trios titles is the elite versus house of black like that matches i agree those, those matches are are dream matches for me so i'm very very excited um uh, to see those and i think we're going to get there eventually we're just like they're so. doing stuff in the meantime and we're i think we're also probably going to get a malachi versus eddie kingston match which is like I mean, come on! Like, how how do you, how do you not love how do you not love the beer belly barroom bar brawler versus Satanist kung fu master? That's <laughs> like that's absolutely something I'm super super excited about. Um, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I just wanted to get some of these. Uh, that's okay. Eternally lost says that Darby weighs 175 pounds because he's got a skeleton made of adamantium. Yes, because nothing can kill him. <laughs> You can you can do whatever you want to to him, but you will not kill the man. Uh, Jam Beard says, "Give me another Darby crossover match 
Darby versus either Speedball or Crazy Steve um, from Impact. That would be those would be really good. Um, and JB Love says I love Ortiz coming out. Really enjoying the storytelling around him lately. There's a lot of like really intricate like storytelling they're telling around around the 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 rift b- coming between or- Kingston and Ortiz, but both of them still hate House of Black. Like <laughs> they don't like each other right now, but they hate House of Black. Like there's some some interesting stuff there as well. Yes. Um, after the match, we want to get a little uh, a little talk with Darby. And, but no, Samoa Joe says he's going to talk to him from from the uh, from the Titan Con, as I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> and it, he goes and and he's basically saying, uh, "You stole that title from me. Uh, we used to cut off people's hands for thievery. I'm going to do a lot worse to you." Um, so next week we're going to get the rubber match between Samoa Joe and Darby Allen. Darby Allen will win that match. I'm I'm almost positive of it. Uh, and then. Uh, Darby Allen will be uh, entered into a feud with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs uh, because uh, Revolution is in the Bay Area. That's where Will Hobbs is from. I think there's a, it's a he is a perfect type of a heel to destroy Darby Allen and take that TNT title and hold it for for a while. I think there's a I think that's a very easy thing uh, to do, but I think it's the right call. Will Hobbs has been on the precipice of something really big, a big push. They're keeping him off TV because they don't really know what to do with him right now. But until they're actually like do it, like the book of Hobbs stuff is really good. It really, it really yes. fleshes out his character a lot. Will Hobbs winning that in the Bay Area would be a really cool thing for him. You already gave Darby his his hometown title victory. Give one to Will Hobbs too. I agree, and I agree that first of all, I've heard that. Uh, Will Hobbs is actually a really nice guy, which makes oh, me. Oh yeah, like- <laughs> he's a very uh, nice guy. Yeah, but um, I do think he's one of those people who I feel like when he first came on the scene in AEW and like when they were using him with uh, Brian Cage and he kind of was like more of a background character, I didn't necessarily see it at first, but I feel like now that he's kind of broken out on his own a little bit more, now I'm really seeing the potential in his character. And I do think he would be the perfect person to take the belt off of Darby. Um, It's going to be interesting because, again, I know we've talked about Darby getting kind of like these big wins over guys that have a lot of size over him. Mm -hmm. And it's like he got that first big win over Samoa Joe. So it's going to be interesting to see next week how, if, he's able to pull that off again, how that goes. I will say I love a Samoa Joe promo. I think he's he's like one of my favorite promos. And so anytime they give him time, like they did Mm -hmm. tonight, I was just like, beautiful. So I think he set it up really well. Yeah. Hobbs has a match on rampage uh, in action, which means he's going to completely squash a jobber in 45 (laughs) seconds. And that's what, whatever they say in action, they're going to squash a jobber in 45 seconds. Um, And, uh, and I think they might start that uh, the build toward that. Also just for, just to close the circle, Wardlow costing Samoa Joe next week. Oh, that closes that circle and allows Joe and Wardlow to have to splinter off and do more of that. Uh, because bald Wardlow coming out to like just to to powerbomb Joe. Because again, it's no holds barred 
which ele- which yeah. means Wardlow can walk down in full view of God that and the ref and everybody yes. and powerbomb <laughs> Samoa Joe into oblivion and yeah. then just drag Darby's corpse over on top of, of Samoa Joe because it's not about Darby. It's about Joe, humiliating yeah. Joe, making sure Joe feels the same kind of humiliation that he made Wardlow feel. I feel like that's probably. Yeah, um, I think you just booked next week's show, if we're being honest. (laughs) It's one of those things that apparently Kate says I do that all the time. Um, You you do it very well. So when I watch next week and that's exactly what happens, I'm going to say Alex wrote this. (laughs) Uh, Kishara uh, reminds us uh, that the ROH YouTube has the J Tribute show set to air at 1 a.m. Eastern. So um, about two, two hours, two hours and 10 minutes from now. And um, JB Love says that I was lucky enough to be at the LA show a couple weeks ago and had multiple positive interactions with fellow fans. The smart marks are good people, and they were on grand display tonight to honor Jay. It's very true. Um, very true. Duckman talks about that video package uh, making him cry. Um, uh, uh, yes, it was a great video package. But also, Duckman says, wrestling rules? I thought the rules were written in invisible ink in a blank notebook hidden deep inside Mount Rushmore. And then we have to hire Nicolas Cage to go and steal it. Uh, That's the only way to get the wrestling rules out of here. Um, Adam Cole's vignette was really great, too. Uh, I'm here, absolutely here. For 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 Adam Cole babyface run, that guy is a is a fantastic heel, but he's he could he could be a fan a really really excellent babyface. Some people you want to root for. If you were tell if you were saying to me, um, uh, MJF after Danielson has let's say five more title defenses before the bidding war of twenty twenty four, if they're gonna still gonna run that angle. I would say one of them should be Adam Cole. I would think that Babyface Adam Cole versus MJF is an amazing program to run. Uh, Adam Cole training, talking about how lucky he is to be back, saying um, that he is, uh, I don't know when my first match back is going to be. And then he looks off into this and said a big poster for Revolution. So I don't know when either, Adam Cole. (laughs) Who could possibly say? But yeah, I think it's going to be great. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. 
That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. I also think this will be really good for Adam Cole in AEW specifically because at least when he first came over for a little while, some of the feedback that I had sort of been hearing from people was that it seemed like he had a lot of big moments in NXT. He had a lot of big matches in NXT. Mm -hmm. And I think some people sort of felt like his singles run, at least. Like, it was cool to kind of see him reunite with the Elite. And then we kind of, we had, um, let's see, uh, Grandpa Bobby Fish come over for a little bit. And um, we had kind of this um, rebirth of the Undisputed Era mm -hmm. with him and Kyle O'Reilly in... Right. AEW. Um, but I think a lot of people were saying like his singles run felt like it was kind of lackluster. And so it would be nice if he is going to do a baby face run in AEW just on his own. It'd be nice to see him sort of build up his repertoire of um, just like good singles programs mm -hmm. and high profile singles matches here so that he can kind of like establish this new legacy similar to what he had sort of been building in the black and gold iteration of NXT. Right, right. I also, one other thing that I wanted to add really quickly, um, when we had mentioned House of Black before, I know we had mentioned like a possible program between the Elite and House of Black. I would also, I feel like we got such a tease um, between potentially doing the Elite and the undisputed era and then that mm. sort of they were teasing that for so long and then that sort yeah. of fell apart so yeah. i would love if they're able to at some point probably further down the line in the future if they're ever able to revamp that and finally give us that match because i just feel like everybody was like dying to see that match and they were sort oh, of it was, yeah it was, it, like, it, it was right on our fingertips especially when they yeah. came out with the trios championships it was like yeah, oh no, my gosh i was like this is the perfect opportunity. And then we never got it. So hopefully with a, a healed Adam Cole getting like a good singles run and then maybe eventually the pieces falling into place for that. Yeah. That's really what I would love to see long-term. Yeah. I mean, first we got to get Kyle O'Reilly back. Cause he, he's, he's got some serious um, spinal issues, yes. which is terrible. And I love that man. And I want him back on my TV wrestling again. <laughs> I want him healthy again, just, just because he needs to be healthy again. Uh, Adam Cole, I was having that those concussion issues. Thank God he's all right. Um, um, Bobby Fish is asking people where the lie is uh, over an impact. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know uh, what what he'll, what he'll be doing for a, like Roderick Strong is the guy for me. That if they, they're not going to use him at all in NXT, just let the guy go. Yeah. And if you can, if you can get if you can get that because for me that triumvirate of the undisputed era. Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, if he can ever get healthy again, and Adam Cole, that triumvirate, that's the real one. Bobby Fish is Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is 112 years old. You know, we'll 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 let we'll let that exist elsewhere. But like that triumvirate's much better uh to me. Yeah, I don't um, know what, I don't know any details about um Roderick Strong's con. I'm sure Sean has all that information. Yeah, I'm sure he does. But but um, it seems a little out of place, like him and NXT right now. I just feel like everyone there is. Well, he he got run over by a car, I think, five months ago. 
Just yeah, that, that, yeah, you got you got run over by a car like like four or five months ago. I don't know, I know when that is, but anyway, uh, Brian Medina says I can see Wardlow that being the new ROH TV champion. Um, I, I, I absolutely, I think that there's there's uh, certainly a, a possibility. I've always advocated for this for for guys having a run on one of the sh- on one of the uh, promotions and then having a run on on another one. Yeah, being able to cross back and forth. I think I think uh, Wardlow being over there. Could certainly be a good idea. Um, Jungle Hook. <sighs> Jungle Hook. Um, and hold on wait a second. Uh, Luis Valerial says, uh, pun the jewels? That's for you, because you, you're the jewels. Pun, like, Great run the know. jewels. Pun the jewels. Maybe another time. Uh, <laughs> all right, PJ. Thank you, Luis Valerial, for that. tonight? Is that a thing? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, like, to, like, let's, let's listen. I don't, I don't, I don't think Sean would would forgive me. So I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep those out of here. Pungle Hook, I mean Jungle Hook, uh, oh. defeated, uh, <laughs> defeated Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. Uh, the match was 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 good. Matt, the the Page and Hardy stuff was fun. Um, I I liked a lot of um, of the interplays. They were walking down. Um, Stokely making Isaiah Cassidy put the chain on him was great. Um, I liked that a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, hook, hook and, 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 and jungle Jack Perry just feel like they graduated from the same high school, like four years ago. And they're just hanging out, you know, like they're just hanging out. They're, they're good guys. You know, um, I, I I'm, I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Like I'm, I'm usually a, against, Hey, we got nothing for these two singles guys. Let's make them a tag team. Right. Well, especially when one guy has a singles championship you know, uh, it basically. So, um, we'll see where this goes. Um, but I don't know what the plans are for the acclaimed beyond messing around with the gun club forever. But like, there's like, here's what I want. The, the, the next real team to have a, a shot at, at, at the acclaimed to me should be butcher and the blade. Those guys are doing amazing work. They've gotten better and better and better and better. There's not like a, a, a huge line of heel tag teams knocking on the door right now. That's so true. let, I would love to see that as a program, but if you told me that um, there was going to be a tag team in, um, in AEW who's going to be two singles guys. Why not? We got nothing else for them to do. Let's make them the tag champs for six weeks. I mean, jungle Jack Perry and, and hook is the best version of that to me. So I agree. I feel like they're the tag team that I didn't know that I needed in my life, but now that they're in my life, I need them here. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, those two guys, they're both just so talented that yeah. I feel like putting the, I think it works with them because they're both just so young and so talented. I mean, Hook has, was like a the clear front runner for for rookie of the year last year. I mean, even when you have like Jim Cornette saying that your debut is like one of the greatest debuts in the history of wrestling, mm-hmm. then like it was probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. but and, and Jungle Boy again, he's someone who was a star from day one and i just feel like he can do so many cool and interesting things in the ring it's like every time i see him wrestle i feel like mm-hmm. he does something that i like didn't know he could do before right and um he he just like even if 
he almost botches us like he covers botches really well that's something else that i've noticed about him is like you can't even tell if he botches something because he always like covers it really cleanly um but i really like the two of them together i kind of agree with what you said it's like these two guys that like went to the same high school and graduated together and like they weren't Mm. really friends in high school but then it's like they Mm. meet up later and they're kind of like hey i know you like let's be a team um so i really liked that um I love Ethan Page is somebody who's grown on me also a lot since he's uh, so good. I really like that he's guy. He's another lot. really good promo. Um, one thing that I will say, um, I liked the little interplay that they did coming down the ramp too. The one thing I will say is I feel like AEW has booked Matt Hardy in some smart ways in the sense that. Um, I like the way that they pair veterans sometimes with like young up and coming talent mm-hmm. and they use the veterans to sort of like pull out the the really good qualities that they have in those younger people. Like when they put Matt Hardy with Private Party, I thought that that was a really smart pairing. Um, and there's other pairings like that that they've done with like um, Sammy and Jericho, Sting and Darby. They're really good at that. The one thing with the way that they've booked Matt Hardy is I feel like they've had him in so many large stables, so many different combinations of people. And the one thing that I will say is sometimes it's for the casual fan, I think some of that can get a little hard to follow because I feel like they do so much development with that on like AEW Dark and on Dark Elevation. So it's like, unless you're watching every little thing, I feel like he's been aligned with so many different people at different points right. in time. And same with like even Stokely at this point. Um, yeah. They've kind of flip-flopped like a lot of people with the firm. And then he was with MJF briefly. And they've done a lot of flip-flopping around with people. So I will say sometimes it's a little confusing. Like if you've missed something, you're right. like, who's, why is Stokely with like these four people this week? Right. That's the, the one thing I will say, I think with AEW, their long-term storytelling that they really put a lot of thought into for me is so good. Mm-hmm. But then there's some storytelling that I think can get a little convoluted if it's not something that we see on TV every week or like right. every other week. There's a lot of stuff that kind of happens in the background. And unless you're following everything, like you're a really hardcore fan who's following everything, you might not get it. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, <clears throat> but the real important question, though. Yes. <laughs> of course, uh, is um, uh, whose hair is better? Whose hair? Between, oh, between Jungle Boy and Hook? Yeah. You just got to uh, pick one. Uh, oh, I, I'm going to go with Jungle Boy. All right. Those, All right. I mean, you can't. Those curls, that that mm-hmm. those long, luscious curls. Yeah. You can't. Do you can't get much better than that? No, no, no. Uh, those are those are, those are some good stuff. I mean, like, you, you, listen, uh, uh, I myself am a bald man, so I'll take a- anything you got, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm totally they're um, both very genetically blessed, though. But I think Jungle Boy's locks yeah. are something very special. Um, uh, so family therapy. Uh, with the acclaimed and Billy Gunn and the guns uh, was a thing. Um, 
what did you think of this? Because I, I was like, yeah. all right, here's the thing. Um, I, I'm on record as saying I think that the Gun Club are a perfectly fine 5.5 out of 10 tag team. They're, they're not terrible. They do exactly what they're supposed to do. They're a little better than average, maybe a six out of 10. That's fine. They're, they're like, they stumbled in to the acclaimed being like the most over tag team in wrestling. <laughs> and, and, and they've, to me, they've saddled them with two old has-beens. Um, I got to hide this thing. I got this thing out of the way. Two old has-beens and Jarrett and Lethal. And now these guys who were, they have a connection because they're doing the the the, the Billy Gun and and his kids thing. Yes. But you've got you should be f- figuring out ways of putting the very best competition you have against these guys because they're not going to be this over forever. So f- find a way of doing that. And so I'm just every time I'm I'm reminded that the Guns are the team that was chosen to beat FTR. And then now chosen to, to feud with the acclaimed, it just doesn't. I don't know. There's a lot of teams you got on the, on this roster, so I don't. I have mixed feelings about this because, I mean, you have the story built in with Billy Gunn, which I I was actually a little disappointed just in this segment in general, mm-hmm. just because I've gone on record before saying I love chaotic booking in wrestling like humor anything that's like really over the top humorous anything that's like so ridiculously stupid that it's hilarious I love that kind of booking in wrestling and I feel like you had such a good opportunity to do that here with family when I saw the graphic come out this past week where they announced that they were going to do family therapy I was in my mind, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Like, this could get really, um, I mean, there's a lot of, like, humor that I feel like they could have built into this segment. And it just felt like it was so quick. I almost wanted to see, like, a sit-down in the ring. Not because it makes any sense, because that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Like, so many HIPAA violations right there. But I just want, I wanted to see them do this really big. Like if they Mm -hmm. have the built-in story here with Billy Gunn and his kids Mm -hmm. and just with how over everyone is right now, I really wanted to see them like do something crazy with this segment. And I feel like it was kind of tame for what it was. Like I feel like they went back and forth and like they, you know, they did the whole, you weren't around for our childhood. Which is is true. I mean, this is the other thing. One of them said, I forget, I think it was Austin. Uh, on Twitter said, um, we can start with how uh, you were on the road for 320 days a year during our formative years. We'll yeah. start there and move on from there. Um, but I, I listen, there's one things like this is like, listen, listen, I could certainly relate when they were like, our flaws as men are, are directly stem from your failures as a father. And yeah. I was like, well, mm, I mean, listen, I was never able to actually speak that in that way to my father but maybe i will next time we have thanksgiving dinner i'll just go ahead and just say it in those terms uh but um uh, i uh this was this was as you said tame i thought there was going to be more to it than this um well they could have ran a lot further with this than what they did especially just with how charismatic all of these guys are it was like you could have made this chaos and it just right. felt very tame. This is so, this, I don't know who said it. Who said it earlier? Eric Madsen, who said it earlier? RJ City should have played the therapist. 
That would have been gold. Give me 10 minutes of RJ <laughs> City being the therapist for this thing. That would have been great. RJ City should just be every other, every character that's not a wrestler. If you, yeah. need, if you need, if you need a trainer, if you need, um, a, 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 like, a, if you need, any, like, a guy who, who, like, I don't, I, I a trainer, therapist, um, doctor, lawyer, doctor, anything, like, you can get anything. An, an <laughs> agent for something. RJ City yeah. should play everything. He should not not change. Like, shouldn't wear a fake mustache or anything. He should play a different guy with a different <laughs> crazy name every time. Yeah, I, just like a running thing. I would love it. My God. I love that guy so much. I think he's so hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, okay. So here we go. Uh, this is very true. The uh, Z lifestyle says the acclaimed and gun club feud must now continue over who pays the hefty out-of-pocket expenses after health insurance partially denies the claim for their therapy session. Yes, I think that's how we could get everybody to mm -hmm. unite. We get mm -hmm. both these teams to come together yeah. to face the insurance company. <laughs> oh, RJ is the therapist, door opens, Dan Housen and the nurse's outlet. Oh like, my God. Like the full candy striper stuff. It'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> Um, anime otaku has a fantastic idea for this jungle hook thing. When eventually they break up, the match has to be hair versus hair. It has that's to be. It. And the tagline, the tagline has to be, that's why his hair is so big, because it's mm. filled with secrets. No, uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, we got a Adam Page interview talking about how he, he wants to do the impossible, which is to knock out... Um, uh, John Moxley in the state of Ohio, which is in the state of Dayton, Ohio, next week. And I was like, I mean, that's technically it's the same basic thing anywhere, but all right, uh, right. I get it. Um, <laughs> and he is uh, he is uh, interrupted by Wheeler Yuta, who gets a match versus Hangman on Rampage. Um, Wheeler Yuta versus uh, Adam Page is going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be a great, great match. Um, uh, this I, I was not expecting to get another Moxley and Hangman match so soon? I wasn't either. I mean, I figured... I thought this was this was a really good, um, at least a pause in that story, where, like, at, at Hangman Page got knocked out. He was actually out for a long time dealing with those things. When he came back, they got his he got his revenge match, and he knocked out John Moxley, and I loved during the match, at the end, he looked like I know I can see in his eyes that he's the same way I was. I know how that felt. I don't feel great about having done that to somebody else. Right. I thought that was where we were going. And that 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 interview last week with Renee or whenever it was about about where Renee like said, like, you know, he he says that he he hates how much he respects you, kind of a thing. And yeah. there was a moment where where Paige was like, that's really intriguing thing that you've told me about things yeah. like i i like page being introspective so him coming out this we can go i'm gonna knock out john moxley in ohio i was like that's not where this was going yeah. and I, I wanted it to go in that direction yeah so. i felt like i actually really liked the little segment that he and renee did the other week where it just felt like they were having this sort of like introspective off the record conversation yeah. I feel like we've seen so much character development with Adam Page also over the past couple of years. Like, I just really like when they're able to pull out that side of him. I, he's another person that, like, when AEW first became a thing, 
he wasn't somebody that like really grabbed my attention in in back in like 2019. But I feel like we we've seen him grow so much over the past couple of years, and like we've I've fallen in love with his character over yeah. the past couple of years. Everything that we've seen him do with the elite and the Dark Order, and just yeah. like the long term storytelling that they were able to do there. So I also was a little surprised that they're going to be jumping into this match next week because I mean he's also mentioned he's made other mention of mending fences which kind of gets me questioning like what oh you've got a special guest popping up <laughs> hi guys how are you all let me Whoa. let me find a nice little little mat here actually what we'll do we'll just get rid of the frame this is why get rid of the frame alex we right, okay. we ain't gonna make her robert defelice where, where are we at right here there we go we got the aw background there all right. Why do we get the live with StreamYard thing up there? I don't know why that's there. Get that, get that out of there. Where, where, <laughs> where the hell is that? Oh man, yeah. I was so. I, I'm just joining for a few minutes. I don't want to interrupt, but uh, hey, guys, uh, Sean, course. it's great that you're here because uh, there's no video uh, ad read for Helix Sleep. So if you wanted to do that at, while you're here, Whoa, you we know. get live advertisement. <laughs> Let's see, this, uh, see, this happened last time too. <laughs> <laughs> this actually happened last time uh -huh, uh -huh. and i just want to say no i don't want to do that <laughs> okay all. cool that's great. great i don't want to do that because i had this whole helix read done about how i'm not here and i'm on the road yeah and and like how much better that makes it but don't worry that that helix read is being uploaded as we speak oh, oh fantastic uh, so, Good. so yeah that's on me my bad, okay. <laughs> but uh, I did just get back from Rupp Arena, and it was man, what an experience that was. Now, I I, I heard a couple of people say the crowd wasn't great. I fully believe that because we didn't have major wrestling here for a decade because mm -hmm. they wouldn't uh, companies would not bring major wrestling shows here, and that's something I could go on about for hours and hours. But I'm not going to bore you guys with the commission. But the long and short of it is, you had to stop wrestling matches while people bled and that was by accident or intentional so wrestling companies were like well we'll just run indianapolis and cincinnati right. and huntington west virginia and nashville and all these places that surrounded kentucky that weren't that difficult to get to and then they would bring the live events to louisville lexington corbin and and the like but um i mean this is the whole experience that I just shared, like outside of seeing Billy Starks wrestle at Rupp Arena, that was very, very cool. The Mark Briscoe thing was yeah, so special. And it was this, this unique thing of it would go from the, this huge roaring cheer to like complete silence. And people are like, what's going to happen? And how's this going to follow up? And I'm normally I would love like a raucous crowd, but it was really great to get to hear Mark Briscoe verbalize and have some fun after what I'm sure is the worst week of his entire life. Right. Uh, the referee scolded him and he said, no, hold on. I got an idea. <laughs> and that was so amazing. And Jay and Mark were, they were so unique because they were, they, they worked together so well, but they couldn't have been more different performers. Like, yeah, there was a much more comedic edge to what Mark did than what Jay did. Jay had that that really rugged, 
thing. But then you look at Mark and you're like, well, obviously there's some ruggedness there as well. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at the guy and uh, being able to see, I, I don't think that anybody saw this on camera, but right before the match, Dalton Castle and a couple other people got seats and came and sat front row and we're, we're cheering Mark Briscoe on like in street clothes. Like it was, and you could see like, you, you could see in his eyes how much that meant to him, somebody who spent so much time there. Yeah. And uh, Jay Lethal, who was one of Jay Briscoe's biggest singles nemesis ever, being able to do that. There was this this moment, I'm sure it was off camera, uh, where Sanjay Dutt walked him halfway down the ramp and just gave him a big hug and then walked back. And uh, well, we, we, saw saw, we, we saw Sanjay okay. and, and Jay. Have I, I wasn't that sure was if that, that... yeah that made it, but I mean, that was uh, before the match and then they played the yeah. video again to set up mm -hmm. uh, coming back from the commercial. But then afterwards too, it kept going for a few minutes and they were hugging everybody. And uh, today, like <laughs> it was just, it was wild. Cause like I was, I was carting boxes of the fightful awards there today. And uh, somebody told me that they, they took pictures with them and Mark said, I'm going to give this to Jay's wife, which, it made me very happy too because that I mean that's yeah. that's very special to me, and um, like I I didn't know a few days ago when I would ever be able to give those right to to Mark Briscoe. Like I don't know him personally. There's no way I can. I'm obviously not going to hit him up and say, "Hey, hey, pal, going to ship this to you, buddy," type of thing. But um, that like hearing that was like the, probably the most flattering thing that's that's ever happened like associated with this brand that that one he would even give a shit enough to right. do that and on a night like this like just just seeing that like seeing mark briscoe out there a week removed from his birthday yeah his birthday was a week ago yeah and now his brothers his late brothers was today mm -hmm. um man that was that was something I've never experienced. I hope I never experience it again for obvious reasons. Right. But, geez, man. Like, it, it was... Huh. Mark Briscoe was, was put in a, you know, the most unenviable position you could possibly be in. He's, mm -hmm. he's never known wrestling without his yeah, brother. of course. He's never known anything without his brother. His brother's yeah. always been around. And this is his, his first situation, uh, first match he's navigating without his brother in wrestling or, or you know, around. And, yeah. like, I loved hearing the stories. I, I can't remember who it was that said the, the first time they met the Briscoes, they walked up on them in a hotel hallway, and they were just beating the shit out of each other, <laughs> just punching each other in the face. <laughs> Because they said they were in a full-fledged fist fight, and then somebody in the reply said, with each other? And uh -huh. they go, yeah, with each other. Mm. Uh, but, like, you you would absolutely get that by watching their work and seeing what they did. But also, you knew how much they loved each other because, like, you didn't hear about periods where, that, even when they were singles, where they had had it out and wouldn't tag with each other or anything like that. Um Oh, like 
it it was weird because like like sort of my tastes of wrestling were tested in this because I usually I don't like the complete silence, but being able to hear them, yeah, in that, uh, man, that was that was that was very different. I hate to use the term surreal, but it was surreal. Yeah, and to to see like people like peeking through the curtain and coming up to the front row that and and then them to be on that ramp at the end oh my god man that was just yeah that was i'm so glad they were able to do this i'm so glad that tony khan pushed for this as hard as he did and i I just want to say this because i i saw a lot of people giving him a lot of flack not only did this guy push for this he was pushing for it long before jay briscoe passed away yeah he pushed for it hard for after a few months of them being free agents he said no, I'd rather just have them under contract. I don't want yeah. to risk anybody else signing these guys. Mm-mm. That's how much he liked them. He didn't want to risk Impact signing them. He didn't want to risk WWE having a change of heart. He didn't want to risk New Japan going, yeah, mm-hmm. we'd like to sign them too. He signed them to full-on deals. And uh, like I, I remember I didn't expect to get an answer on a media call. I was like, hey, is anybody we don't know about signed to ROH deals? And he's like, yeah, the Briscoes, and I'm really happy to get that out there. Like, mm. quit, quit, quit trying to tell me to sign them. I have, and he pitched mm. the the dynamite match. He wanted to do FTR and Briscoes on dynamite so many times, and they just weren't yeah. allowed to do it. And I don't know what caused the change of heart. I don't know what caused the change of heart in Wonder Brothers Discovery, but a lot of the stuff was credited to the new bosses. And I want to clarify: I don't know if these are like brand new bosses. WBD bosses. I don't know mm-hmm. when these came in. I'm just glad it happened. Yeah. Um, I hate that it took this to make it happen because I think that despite, you know, those issues being very, very real and understandable issues, I do not think that anybody should be above growth and improving right. and learning because that's the reason you get shamed. That should be the reason that you get shamed for that sort of thing to begin with. Is yeah. so that you learn from it and you get better and you improve. And by all accounts, that's what happened. And um, I had been told by talent that they thought Mark would have been allowed on the show. It was just he wouldn't without his brother. And then somebody high up said no. Uh, they didn't want Mark either. And that was just – that was baffling to me too. Um, but I'm so glad that that's changed now. Ah. <sighs> I'm so glad that changed now, but um, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll try to find out as much as I can about this. And and again, I, I saw people say, "Well, maybe it was the Confederate flag stuff." And I agree, maybe it was that. But yeah. uh, I've mentioned this before. I, I grow up in the South, and I've never been a Confederate flag guy. But for a whole lot of people, they it, they associate that with the Rebel flag and rebellion, mm-hmm. as opposed to these were slave owners fighting to own yeah. slaves like that. That yeah. That isn't exactly what your parents grow up and tell you when right. that thing is, is flown around. You're shown Dukes of hazard and the mm-hmm. rebel flag. And I always thought it was stupid as hell anyway, but you know what? <laughs> I think it's more, yeah. that's the more, more of the iconography than they were here supporting what so many people are, are finally educated on regularly because of the power of social media. But, um, I'm just glad he was able to honor his brother. I'm glad yes. we got that video. I'm glad we got that tribute. And I hope 
we're able to get more. I hope there is a Briscoe Cup. I, I really hope that. Like, mm. there's no reason there shouldn't be a tag team tournament with the Briscoe's oh, Cup. Oh, yeah. But uh, I know that I just uh, talked for like 10, 15 minutes, but that was that was something to see, guys. I'll bet. Um, it, 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 sure, it surely felt that way. It felt like it was a momentous thing and a really great um like i said the the atmosphere the energy in the whole building just felt like it was it was there to honor jay which is which is what it should be yes and i think also you know for that main event we really i feel like you kind of felt that energy like emanating through the tv so it's it's interesting for you to have been there in person to kind of get your, you know, that perspective as well, because I mean, when Jay Lethal walked down the ramp and I mean, Jay Lethal is, you know, he normally works this, you know, strong heel persona and to see him walking down the ramp with tears in his eyes and then the hug, which they did capture, um on tv and and you could really see the emotion on his face you know even when they were um doing the introductions at the beginning of the match and kind of all throughout you could you could just see it in his eyes you could feel that as a fan watching from home so it's like i can only imagine what that energy was like in person um but it was a beautiful tribute it was a beautiful match between those two men i mean you could even you could tell that like uh mark and jay had worked together so much and it's like they knew what the next it's like they almost knew what the next guy's move yeah. was going to be it was just i mean the, the way that they wrestled it it was actually it was a great match it was a beautifully wrestled clean technical classic wrestling match um and you you could feel the emotion through through the television. So um, I'm just, I agree with you. I'm just so glad that they had the opportunity to honor him on TV in the way that um, Tony had, had really wanted to do it. And I give AEW a lot of credit. I said this earlier in the stream, but I give them a lot of credit for how they've handled situations like this that have come up. I think yeah. that they've been good about approaching it in a very classy way and trying to make sure that everybody really gets the recognition that they deserve. So um, this was a really special episode. And I'm, I, you know, because you were there in person tonight, it gave me the opportunity to come onto this stream as well to talk with you guys about it. And I just feel like this was such a special week to have been invited on to this show, welcome so. here, Julie. But I mean, this was this was I mean, this was a great show this week, just in general. I mm -hmm. think um, with all the other things going on, but just the the overarching theme to the entire episode and the meaning behind it. This was a really big week, so I'm I'm glad to be here to be able to talk about it with you guys. And uh, I mean, people that watch this show know that I'm I'm sentimental to Cincinnati and Lexington, and and I love where I'm from and. I, I hate that that's what made this special was that we lost somebody, but I feel very fortunate that I, I was able to see that and, and witness it firsthand. And man, um, there were, there were a lot of uh, damp eyes in that crowd. There were, there mm -hmm. were. And I mean, you, you can't possibly 
there, there's no replacing your brother. There's no replacing the person. And I mean, as, as biologically close yeah. to being born together, if they were mm -hmm. in major league baseball, you'd think one of them faked their age. Like you, <laughs> you would, you would be like, all right, which one of you is four years older than the other one? Like <laughs> as like about as close as you could be uh, yeah. to, to each other is what they were. And everybody, I think, I feel at least almost everybody watching this can relate. If you were a wrestling fan as a kid, you can relate to having a friend, a cousin, a brother, a sister that you wanted to be tag team champions with. Like if you, if you two liked wrestling, you're like, that's, that's my number one. That's who I want to be. They got to do that and they got to live it. And then he yeah. got to, to honor that as well. And I'm sure you guys are going to talk about that more later, but yep. um, I just wanted to stop by here and, and just join a little bit. And uh, thank you guys for covering this because uh, when, when I was kind of setting this up, I wasn't expecting this, you know, to be a topic or anything like that. We had no right. idea 48 hours ago and um, yeah. And I, I, I want to credit AEW like Ian Riccoboni flew in today. Like yeah. they got his ass here today because they knew how important that that would be to him, to the spirit of ring of honor, to Jay Briscoe had so many of his matches called by him. Um, it was, it was a very, very special thing. And I hope that it helped a lot of people too. Yeah. I hope that this was therapeutic for a lot of people. And especially I hope it was therapeutic for, for the Pew family yeah. and those that have followed the Briscoes for 20 years. But uh, guys, thank you all so much. And Alex, the Helix Reed I see it. is is now right here. Alex, did yeah. you know I'm not here? Helixsleep.com slash Fightful has changed my life. A few years ago, I was sleeping on a slab of memory foam. I wanted to try something different. I didn't want to go to a mattress store, especially during that period in time where you know stuff was getting passed around. I wanted Helix Sleep, so I checked out Helixsleep.com. Now Helixsleep.com slash Fightful took their quick quiz, got matched up to their Dusk Lux model. It made my night's sleep much more versatile. I'll tell you what I love. 100 night risk-free trial. If for some reason you don't like it, you get your refund, they'll come pick it up as well. They have 14 unique models and at helixsleep.com slash Fightful, they're offering up to $350 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Fightful. They support military, first responders, teachers, and students by giving them a special discount on the site as well. You should never have to compromise on your comfort and Helix has a lot of options for you. Ones for plus size sleepers, ones with cooling technology, all kinds of stuff at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Over 12,000 five-star reviews. Oh, so there you go. So it's good. That was great. We're now we're back. Um, <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Um, all right. So we were still in this whole um, um, hangman segment. Uh, yeah. JB Love says, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate seeing this heelish hangman after this Mox feud go up against Bay Bay face Cole. Um I guess I, I just I still think hangman hangman just the idea of hangman being this pure uh thing to me it it, it resonates so much with me and what I know with a lot of other people. Um I, I you as I was saying 
if you're gonna tell me there's gonna be five title defenses after this Danielson one for MJF, one of them's gotta be Hangman because that that is like Hangman is the soul of AEW and having him try and uh, stop MJF from from quote unquote taking the title with him, um, like that would be a, a, a major deal. But uh, JB Love says is Hangman now a post concussion AEW Harvey Dent Two Face? I don't know what they're doing here. This this. This particular thing, I want to knock out John Moxley again, felt very different than the last couple of weeks. So we'll see where it goes. But I'm I'm I know Hangman could pull it off. Um, but uh but we'll see, we'll see where we'll see where that goes. Um we, we hold on, we got uh we got something here where we says um uh Jambeard says uh, I don't I, I don't know I actually really like this version of the gun boys they weren't their normal annoying selves they were serious and had valid points I think the problem is is that we weren't supposed to see that as valid points <laughs> we were supposed to see them as trolling their father by pretending to be serious in front of the therapist yes. and I think that honestly the, the stuff that they were saying made perfect sense for them to say in seriousness, in front of a therapist to their father, but I think they were we were supposed to think, hey, that's not like you're you're pretending to be good boys in front of the teacher, like that's what it felt like to me. But um, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure where they're going with that. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, I actually really like the Gun Club in general, like are the are the guns as they're as they're going by now. I really like them. I think. When I saw them in the ring the first couple of times, I was actually surprised by how good they are for the amount of experience that they have. Because I know it's, I'm not 100% sure about Austin's training, but I know Colton was trained at Flatbacks with yeah. um, Tyler Breeze and Sean Spears. And that wasn't that, I mean, that had to have been... I don't remember if it was 2020, 2021, but it was like within the past couple of years. But I mean, I'm sure with Billy Gunn being your father, (laughs) um, it kind of makes sense that they're as as good as they are, as green as they are. Um, But I there was just something about that segment that was lacking for me, because like you said, they actually did make that it just felt like they made like one or two valid points and then they kind of moved on whereas i felt like i was expecting this segment to be kind of like a big comedic blowout but i felt like they only gave it a couple of minutes and it felt like it felt like they were almost more serious than than what i've i I expect them to be trolly like you said and um, I, it felt like they, they came across as a little bit more serious than right. what I would have thought. I, I just, yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure that this elevated the story in the way that I wanted right. it to. Right. Uh, Jake Salazar, uh, says where's Scripps? Is Scripps a family therapist? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Scripps, Scripps, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't control whether when when that uh, scripts uh, shows up. I'm not really uh, <laughs> sure where Jesse the if he's even listening in or anything like. <gasps> Actually, I got my doctorate in women's studies from Bryn Mawr College, and uh, I took a couple of electives there for psychology, but I never decided to pursue it as a full-on, uh, you know, major in it or whatever. But uh, 
you know, um, I, 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 I've tried being a therapist uh, to my family, but usually they just tell me to go outside, Dad. You're bringing everybody down. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm not a family therapist per se, but uh, you know, if they if they need me to come in and fill in, I'll do it. We appreciate that, Scripps. Thank you so much for your service. Godspeed. What What happened? What? I hate when they, I hate when he. That does was that. weird. That was weird. I hate when he does that. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, Jay's fund. Um, yeah, Jay's pay send go was at three hundred and one thousand dollars. Um, that's such an amazing thing to go out there and 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 um and help him and his family. Um, Ricardo mentioning that um for us. Okay, so we got to me uh, which was something that I, that I I'm really enjoying. Um, this is, this is an extension of what we do all the time with MJF, which is you yes. gotta run a gauntlet of guys to get to me. He does it all the time. He does. But this, this one to me really feels different because the guy running the gauntlet is Brian Danielson. And, yes. and that's, that's a, that's a big, it's a major key for me. Like, like the way that the way that he's run, he's been running this thing, and and so he's he's facing Brian Cage. Uh, Fightful Select um, uh, reported that his his deal's up very soon. Based on tonight, you got to sign this guy. Like yeah, I, yeah, like yeah, that was geez, the impression that was I really, got really too. Good. I didn't it didn't strike me like I feel like if his contract is up very soon, I was kind of curious to see like how it how things went tonight. Obviously, you knew that Danielson had to win, but I feel like the way that the aftermath of the match unfolded, that didn't strike me as like a we're going to try and write him off of TV sort of ending. That struck me as like a he has more in the tank and this is kind of teasing what he could be capable of next sort of ending. Um, I agree also like in terms of the booking being the classic MJF makes everyone jump through hoops in order to face him. I do feel like while that is sort of a theme, I do feel like this feels a little bit different in the sense that like when he did this with Cody a couple of years ago, for example, I feel like he had like three very specific stipulations that Cody had to go through in order to earn, um, the match with him at revolution. Whereas this feels a little bit different in the sense that it's just like, we just have to throw opponents at Brian Danielson left and right. And he just has to plow through everybody. And Brian Danielson being like the, I am a good wrestler who's just very good at wrestling. And that's the, the character that I want to be guy. I feel like that that works really well for him. Um, I also feel like Brian Danielson, like being the veteran that he is, could get in the get in the ring with a potted plant and well, it sure. would just be incredible. So like right. seeing him wrestle different opponents on Dynamite every week certainly isn't anything that makes me upset in, in any way. And right. I think we saw a great example of that tonight as well in his, in his match with Brian Cage. I mean, I have no complaints. I thought that that was a very solid match. I oh, like, yeah. um, I've said this before, but Brian Cage, I find to be very interesting because I feel like the fact that he is, has so much size, there's like a certain style yeah. that you kind of expect him to wrestle. Like you expect him to wrestle 
like a big guy. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like um, he brings a little bit more of an athleticism to the table than just like doing big finishing moves on someone for five, 10 minutes until somebody dies. Um, yeah. So I like that about him. I like that his look and his style are a little bit different than what you would like stereotypically expect. Um, and then we got really good promos from both MJF and Brian Danielson after the match, yeah. which to yeah. me again was just like chef's kiss because mm -hmm. we all know, I mean, we all know MJF is the talker that he is. And then Brian Danielson being the vet that he is and the way in which they cut mm -hmm. that promo sort of doing it from like the, mm -hmm the medical area backstage given his history i thought was like the perfect way of going about it right. so yeah again like i just thought this was another this was a hit for me on tonight's right. episode yeah um there's some really good stuff in the match that i don't want to uh, move past too quickly the 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 press slam into the top turnbuckle was just brutal looking like i don't know why I've, I've never seen that before i've never thought of like, yeah. like you see a you see a buckle bomb all the time but like picking a dude up over your head and throwing him at the turnbuckle why <laughs> why have i never seen that before that's brilliant yeah. bigger and guys then, should have thought of that a long time ago and that is one thing that does kind of showcase like his size and presumed strength mm -hmm. very well too um uh also Brian Danielson always does the run into the corner, climb up, backflip over you as you fall him into the corner. Yes. And Brian Cage being the guy to finally be smart enough to go, I'm just going to wait here yeah. and catch you. I didn't have Brian Cage being the guy who was going to be smart enough to do that. Yeah. But kudos to Brian Cage for being smart enough to do that. But I love him catching him and the shoulder, a good shoulder breaker always will pop me. Uh, that was a good one. And also it's the whole story, which was MJF said, I want you to break his arm. Not, not hurt him specifically. I want you to break his arm. And so that was all of Brian Cage's offense was like blunt force trauma to the, to the AC yes. joint of the shoulder and all kinds of trying to break the stuff. And so when, 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 um, cause man, he was just hitting uh, Danielson with so much stuff. And Danielson got put up for a power bomb and rolled through to a victory roll. It was almost like he didn't beat Brian Cage. He escaped Brian Cage, which I thought was a really cool thing for Danielson to do in a way that you don't put him over by, by losing to him. You put him over by, I had to like resort to not like Brian Danielson makes guys tap out. Brian Danielson knocks the dude out with his, with his running knee. Brian Danielson doesn't usually have to resort to, I'm going to reverse your power bomb into a victory roll. That's not usually what he has to do, but he had to do it in this one. That's a subtle, that's a subtle nod to Brian Cage and how in danger um, Brian Danielson felt. I like that a lot. The post match of trying to break his arm in all kinds of ways, the uh, the putting him in into the in the chair, running it into the post. Um, they were going to break his arm, and then Takeshita making the save. I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter of, so wait a minute. We know Wheeler Yuta's here. Um, is is Claudio around? Because uh, is he not part of the, is the the Blackpool Combat Club not a thing anymore? Does everybody hate uh, uh, Danielson? Um, I like that Takeshi made the save, but I was kind of surprised that nobody else did. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, Alex, I think you got muted somehow. I think you went mute on us. I'm back. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, I liked the MJF uh, promo, um, you know, basically, you know, saying, you know, this is uh, obviously I'm going to make sure you don't wrestle me because I'm, you know, I'm going to hurt you. I don't like you at all. Um, but the Danielson one of um, saying to, it doesn't necessarily mean it's this doctor, but saying to a doctor, you will never stop me from wrestling ever again. Yes. In the medical community. <laughs> like that <laughs> felt very pointed. Very, yeah. very pointed. Yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. The, the um, Brett saying, you will never stop me wrestling again felt like a message to all doctors <laughs> everywhere. It sure did, didn't it? I uh, feel like this could be setting up a feud with Dr. Isaac Yankum. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope, don't need that. Don't need that. That that's for sure. Um, uh, but I um, I thought that was great. And then um, MJF and his promo saying that uh, next week I'm bringing in a man who just surgically dismantles people and hurts them because he thinks it's funny. Um, uh, Timothy Thatcher. Yes. When I saw that it was Timothy Thatcher who he was bringing in, I was like, "Well, all right, let's do this." I said the same thing. I was like, we are bringing out all the stops next week. I'm glad, actually, I'm, I'm glad to see them give Timothy Thatcher an opportunity. That's one thing that, that I love about AEW is if you are like a hardcore wrestling fan and you followed a lot of people throughout their journeys across the world and from company to company, it is really exciting to have that like nostalgia moment of, oh, it's going to be Timothy Thatcher. So I was excited about that. Um, this is kind of like a quick side note, because this is something else that I've kind of said that I feel like AEW can improve upon is like for people that aren't hardcore wrestling fans, and maybe they're just casually watching AEW and getting into wrestling that might not know who Timothy Thatcher is. I hope that they do a good job next week of giving us like some sort of video package or like a little bit more adequate background to sort of explain who people are as they bring them in. I love that AEW gives so many opportunities to so many different independent wrestlers and and people from around the world, but I want to make sure that they sort of adequately explain why we should care about this this person, what their importance is in the wrestling community so that everybody understands the impact of it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really excited. I, like, <laughs> I'm excited, though. I'm excited. Like, to Toothless Timmy, um, I really loved the stuff he was doing in NXT. I loved, I loved that pairing of him and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, I'm, I was, I was really broken up when, when they fired him. And I'm, it's like it, he's been doing stuff elsewhere, but I, it's a, he's a perfect dude to bring in as a mercenary. A I think perfect so dude. Too. And again, this is one of those things that, um, this is not the last one. Brian's got to win next week and then the following week. So, yes. um, so Thatcher coming in. Obviously, Danielson's going to win, but Thatcher further damaging Brian. I don't know what the final step in this thing can be, but I'd like, I'm really excited to see who that is. 
But Brian Danielson basically having to wrestle a 60-minute Ironman match against MJF with one arm is one of the coolest, like, like uh, how will he ever overcome the odds? Ser <laughs> like, no, seriously, if you yeah. actually systematically show us, like, this is a thing that we have done. So now you're going to have to beat me with one arm tied behind your back, basically. Like, that would be a really, really oh, interesting, like, basically, like, Brian Danielson could beat you with one arm tied behind his back. Let's see him try. Like uh, that's basic, basically, if that's what they have to do, and Brian Danielson getting to wrestle the match with one arm, like figuring out a way to like do stuff and whatever he ever has to use the bad arm, getting to sell that even more. Danielson would have an absolute field day. With he that. Would have so I'm very, very excited to see see what they do with with because. But I want I don't want to sell short. Tim Thatcher and and Danielson next week is going to be really be really great. A clinic. It's going to be a clinic on our TVs, and I'm not complaining about it one bit. Right. And, um, and like yeah. you said, if that's going to be the challenge next week, I'm like what's what are they going to set up after what's, that? What's after that? Yeah, because I'm like, they've got to keep him. Yeah. They set a high bar. They've got to keep impressing us week after yeah. week after that until Revolution. So, mm. man. We're going to get um, a lot of good wrestling. Also, uh, Takeshita is basically on on um, on MJF's radar here. He doesn't like MJF. He doesn't like Takeshita. He's, we're going to figure out something. So if we say, Meet Norma says, if we're getting Brian versus Thatcher and Takeshita versus Brian Cage next week, there will be a no need for a Blue Chew ad read. Jeez Louise. <laughs> um, and he says, off, off topic, did Takeshita ever get that toaster oven? I don't know if he ever got the toaster oven. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, so. Jam Beard points out, uh, pretty sure this is the same doc who stopped the WWE Brian match years ago. I did not know that's the same guy. If that's true, that's a really cool, like little piece of lore. Yeah. Like he's like, you are never gonna stop it again. Like, yeah. like that, which is really interesting. That um, would be like such a, an amazing little nuance. I love and I love when. AEW and just wrestling in general. I love when you get like really little callback moments like that. That like if you've been paying attention this whole time, like maybe the average casual viewer won't catch or won't catch it, but like right. the hardcore fans that have watched everything will catch it. I do think that's really cool. Yeah. Um Jim uh hold on. Irene says, um, oh, it says Brambury finishes saying Brian's gonna train toothless the dragon. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna try. That's that's what I'm gonna love about the this match is it's gonna be it's gonna put me in doubt even though I know Brian's got to win. Uh, Irene says if only Takeshita saving Brian leads to a storyline unless he joins BCC with Yuta becoming more so Mox's protege and Kensuke becoming Brian's. Um, yeah, possibly. Um, I saw somebody in there saying that if what this is leading to with the Hangman Page versus Yuta this week versus Moxley next week. If what it's leading to is Hangman Page versus Claudio for the ROH title, then sign everybody up. Like, because that would be really, really interesting as well. Um, Tom LaValle saying, it's AEW, so we can dream anything. Uh, Penta? Zack Sabre Jr.? Um, there was a guy they brought in a couple of years ago to be one of Jericho's mercenaries was Jeff Cobb. Yes. And if you, if you, if you basically say to... Uh, to, to Timothy Thatcher, I want you to further damage his arm so he's really, really hurt. And then you say, Jeff Cobb, I want you to throw him as hard as you can <laughs> at the canvas a hundred times. 
Like that's the guy to do that. Like yeah. it's not just it's not like you need to beat him. I don't care if you beat him. I care if right. you hurt him. And the kinds of things are surgically damaging him with with Timothy Thatcher, and then just blunt force traumaing him with with Jeff Cobb would be really really interesting. Um, we we got the Ruby Soho versus Tony Storm match, which was supposed to be Ruby versus Tony versus Britt, but Britt was hurt. Except Britt wasn't hurt enough to not show up because the match was really fun and good and Tony and, and Ruby work really well together. Uh, and then Brit shows up to, um, to screw with Tony leading to a Ruby distraction victory. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued as to see how all of this shakes out. Um, but uh, I, I don't necessarily need it to be a thing where, Anyone who's ever been in WWE before has to be on this team. I don't necessarily need it to be that cut and dried. Yeah. I would actually love it if Ruby was was felt felt like she was more an AEW girl than an outsider at this point. Yeah, so there's, I, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm also not a hundred percent sure exactly where they're going with this long term. One thing that I will say is I'm glad that they're showcasing Ruby Soho in this way, because I think that's something that Sean and I have said a lot in the past, like on some of the um, post shows, is that they brought in Ruby Soho at All Out, not this past year, but the year prior. And I felt like she got this huge reception when they brought her in, but then again, Again, I felt like for a while, it felt like she was kind of booked as like, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Like it felt like she, she got, a, you know, some, some big matches. She had some title opportunities, but like they never really pulled the trigger on anything with her. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that they're at least now starting to showcase her in a bigger way because I feel like in WWE and then you know, prior to this in AEW, it's like, she's really capable of so much. She's such a, such a veteran to the business at this point that I feel like she has a lot to add. And I just feel like they haven't really given her the opportunity to fully do that to her max capacity. And so I was glad to see her at least like finally being showcased in a story in this way with some other prominent players in the women's division. I didn't totally get and I hope that like time will explain this a little bit better like the whole writing Brit out of the match so that she could come and stand on the ramp and distract people booking that I I'm curious to see where they go with that because for me I mean I'm glad that she's not so hurt that she's not able to be there but I was a little bit confused confused as to like what the long-term plan with this is well, I mean, but like, I, if she she can be she can be not cleared to wrestle but cleared enough to walk out to the to the ramp and do this yeah you know, can, <laughs> there's 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 a there's a very wide swath of things why she wouldn't be cleared to wrestle but she could be cleared to like you know stand there so like yeah. you know we'll, 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 we'll see um uh, <laughs> i don't i don't think this was for a story reason i think they were planning on having the triple threat match and 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 then uh, and then she wasn't cleared. I I think, but I, maybe I'm wrong. Um, uh, I I did I did enjoy the match, man. Tony Storm is going to 
separate somebody's head from their shoulders with that, <laughs> with this, with the sweet cheeks music into the corner. I thought the same thing when I saw that. I was like, <sighs> that looks aggressive. That looked aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jambeard says uh, if they were, if it's, they were big stars before coming to AW instead of just ex WWE people, instead of being on the OG side, Jade could be on the other side since she was a star. Before mm-hmm. becoming a wrestler, I mean, yeah, we, we'll see. I, I honestly just love the idea of Jay being like, I'm not getting involved in any of that. That shit is beneath me. You girls yeah, fight it out. I'm the real top champ here. I feel like Jay's so, like, there's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some stuff. I, I don't, I'm not really sure exactly what, what it is. Um, um, Mike Preventure says, I hope the thinking was that Britt did that specific distraction because she knew it would work 100% against those specific wrestlers from that place. That's true. <laughs> because just coming out to the ramp with your with your music makes anybody who's been to WWE goes what and has to stop and they lose. That's they, they would have been. Um, uh, G Bro says Tony could have won off that fake out sequence easy. Yes, she could have, but booking. Um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm intrigued by where this goes. I'm seeing people still think that Ruby's going to turn on Willow, perhaps, but she was fighting hard against tony so it wasn't like like yeah well i guess maybe i respect you now because technically we used to we used to collect paychecks from a different wrestling company so therefore um yeah it's it's a very we must be on the same side i'm not really sure um but i will say from what i'm understanding uh that jamie Hayter and emmy sakura uh, and Rampage is going to be a banger yes i was really excited to see that actually because I feel like some time ago, I mean, Emmy Sakura has been signed to AEW I, since the very beginning. And we hadn't really like gotten a lot of her on TV. I know we've gotten some of her on Dark here and there. Um, but I feel like it's been a while. And I feel like, you know, she's she's not from the United States. She's somebody that came here and is signed and has this opportunity and has just kind of been like hanging around. Um but she's, again, like a, a veteran with so many years of experience that I was like, why are we not using her? So I'm glad that we are finally getting her on television. And like you said, I also think that this is going to be a banger. I feel like they um, they booked this week's episode of Rampage seemingly pretty well, which I'm excited about because I mm-hmm. feel like sometimes I can kind of go either way with Rampage. But it seems like um, the way that they planned out this week um, they've got some good stuff going in terms of like not feeling too random and feeling like it really ties yeah, into everything that we saw tonight. Yeah. Uh, you were mentioning uh, Emmy Sakura being from uh, a different country, not from being from the United States. If you want to pretend to be from a different country. NordVPN.com slash Fightful is great. How great? How about this? You're going to save money on it if you buy as many pay-per-views as I do. And I buy a lot, man. I'm not going to say what kind. That's for you to determine. But I got a great deal with NordVPN. Used it before they even worked with us. Got 70% off my deal. Got an additional month free, 30-day money-back guarantee. Works on all my devices. I have it on this computer. I have it on this phone. have it on the router that's sitting right over there. The TV that's up against the wall. The laptop that's downstairs, it's on all those devices and it works on all those. And I can do that and have online threat protection, avoiding pop-up ads, malware, all that stuff. 
online trackers, but you can change your virtual location with just one click with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Subscribe to services overseas or get those pay-per-views at the international rate. Check it out, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Um, uh, Luis reminding us that this will be Emmy Sakura's first match on television since December 11th, 2019. Wow. Over three years. She's just been doing stuff on Dark and Elevation. And that's... Oh I knew it had been a long time. I didn't register it had been quite that long. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. All right. We have um, we have reached the main event. Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal. Jay was... Uh, Jay Lethal was visibly uh emotional coming down uh hugged it hugged uh sanjay dutt um, but very emotional getting into the ring and um you just you hear reach for the sky boy and and here comes mark and mark is mark like this is the thing is that like everyone grieves in different ways but mark being mark coming down to the ring and everything that he he flings jay's title into the ring carrying the other one with him like like jay gets in the ring first like all that stuff like it was just um it was there was a really emotional uh thing for a lot of people watching at home uh it, it was for me um and but just being able to see mark honor his brother the only way he knows how um was a, was a beautiful way to do it um uh yeah um it's 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 uh it's kind of an an amazing thing that 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 even though they were never allowed on AEW television being associated with AEW talent um in that trip in that uh triumvirate of matches versus FTR uh on pay-per-view uh got people talking about them know knowing about them who had never watched ROH before but like, well, you know, it's if it's FTR, like, and they, everyone's talking about these matches. I got to go check these out. Um, and uh, I'm I'm glad that finally, one of them got to be on television. And Mark, I thought, uh, did an amazing job of uh, honoring his brother, showing out, having this match, um, getting to do his stuff. Redneck Kung Fu is real, uh, as much as honor is real. Redneck Kung Fu is real. Uh, the Froggy Bow. Um, from the top to the outside through the table and hitting the Jay Driller um, to win the match, finally, of Jay Lethal getting out of it a couple of times and finally, nope, you're, you're going down. And that was it. It was um, really great. I love that they got Bobby Cruz to 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 do the ring announcing for it. And they brought in Rick Abani, uh and um, Coleman um, to, to, to call it with Excalibur. It was... Um, it was really great. Was I agree. Really I agree. And I know I had mentioned this before, but I think it was really classy. The attention to all of those details that AEW paid to make sure all of the right people were flown in um, to be a part of this event and this match specifically. Um Something that really got me was when I saw Mark with both of the belts coming out yeah. with yeah that was something that really got me and when he flung jays into the ring and then when he got into the ring and he was you know posing with both of them um i like just to echo what you said i mean i think in terms of the match itself it was a beautiful tribute i had said earlier in the show but it seems like 
you know, Mark and Jay Lethal, like they know each other so well. They know each other's style so well that like you could tell the way that they wrestle each other. They're such pros and it's like everything's so clean. It's like you can tell it's like they thought ahead to like what the other guy is going to do next. And so like they always have just the right reversal out of everything. And it's like such a clean reversal. Like they've thought ahead of about it. Um, and, and I just think it was so special too the way that, um, you know, you could really see on TV. I know Sean had given us like some of his perspective actually being there in person, but you could really see on TV, like you could see people in the audience standing up out of their seats. Like everybody was so personally, emotionally invested and what was happening and then you know the tribute that they did at the very end where they had so many of the raw um so many members of the roster come yeah. out on stage and just have that moment where they were able to put jay's picture up mm-hmm. on the titan tron it just made me so glad that they have finally gotten to the point where they were able to honor him in this way um like Sean said, it's, you know, it's unfortunate that it took all of this to happen to, to finally get the Briscoes on TV, but I'm, I'm glad that they were able to push to make it happen. And I hope that we are able to see more of Mark Briscoe on AEW in the future. I hope that yeah. Oh uh, yeah. this, yeah. you know, really sets him up for, for good things to come as well. So, um, uh, something I was thinking of, um, uh, if I mean, I mean, just just as an idea, just something to do. Um, I, I I would love uh, a a run with the trios titles of FTR and Mark Briscoe. I th- oh, I, I, I think I think they would mesh really really well. I think it would two, do actually. Uh, these two down home brawlers and the crazy guy. Like I think it'd be really really fun, and I I think they they'd have a great time with it, and like. Run with the trios trials. Those three guys would be so cool, especially like those three guys against you know House of Black or or, or Death Triangle or whatever. That would that would be really cool in a way to honor Jay and, and that connection that they had in the last year that the Briscoes were a tag team. Put them put them together. I think they'd be really really fun. I completely. I think that's an awesome idea. I know we've mentioned um, the trios titles having so many possibilities in terms of like great stables that they have right now that could sort of get involved in that picture. I think that's an awesome idea. And something else that I also just wanted to add, because I remember this coming up um, when you and Kate had streams the other week and, and this news was really fresh to everybody. Something that you guys had said was, um, you know, a way that we as fans can all kind of pay our respects to Jay Briscoe is to just go back and watch his body of work and really, you know, jump into the archives and like educate ourselves on, on what he has done in the past. Go watch that um, trilogy of matches between the Briscoes and FTR. Like, um, you know, it's, it, it reminds me of um, like famous authors who, you know, years after they're, they're passing their work, people go back and they're like, Oh my gosh, like, this is awesome. Like this is, I'm, I'm trying to think like a Herman Melville is a great example of that, who wrote these like incredible uh, lit- works of literature that 
um, got all this appreciation after the fact. And I think that's, you know, I guess my point here is like the Briscoes were so good at what they did. And um, I feel like this past year they were just really starting to get more mainstream attention. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think it would be, be so special for, you know, now that this news is out there and this news is, is public to so many people, like, let's all, let's all go back and, and honor what they did best and what they love to do. Um, what Jay was so passionate about was wrestling with his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't expect uh, my little idea to, to have this effect, but uh, Michael Branson says, Dan, let's just stop, just stop chopping onions. Um, and uh and co uh I, I, thank you so much let's give this guy booking abilities that is brilliant alex i don't know it was just it was just an idea that i had of of um of a way to like you know give those three amazing guys something to do and a more, further connection because uh that final year i thought maybe maybe it'd be something they could do um uh we got a lot of uh super chats and humper chats about this particular match and this whole tribute so we're gonna go through those um, JB Love says a close cousin was just admitted to the hospital for heart surgery, so I'm keenly aware of how easy one can lose family. I'm sorry about that, JB Love. Hopefully, they pull through. Um, sending love to JB Love says, uh, I was a mess for the whole match, but felt part of the grieving whole. Yeah, um, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone's got something. Um, I just uh, praying for your uh, for your family there. Um, Jam Beard says, uh, here's an idea. Put the TNT title on Mark Briscoe as a big F you to the WWB company person who wouldn't let the Briscoes on TV. Well, now he's got to be on TV because he's your TV champion. Um, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff there you could do. Um, Brian Moore said, I had never seen a Briscoes match before. And normally I really don't need lethal on my screen, but the emotion coming straight from the TV cut me to the bone. Excited to go watch some more in the future. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a guy uh, on Twitter and I can't remember the name, but who's put together a hundred uh, Jay Briscoe matches, which of course is includes a lot of uh, matches of them as a tag team, a whole thread of them that you can watch. Um, yeah, they 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 did it for a long time and wrestled a lot of matches, a lot of great ones. Um, Chad seven twenty two says beautiful tribute. Hope Mark is on AEW more. I I I agree as well. Um, I I think it would be wonderful for um, to see him more on TV, but also like whatever they're doing with ROH, like that the Briscoes were ROH to the core. Yes, and like the, having a, like having a singles run of Mark Briscoe would rather do it that way. Having a singles run with him as uh, the TNT champion, sorry, the TV champion of ROH or even ROH champion, like give Mark give Mark his flowers too, um, uh, would be good as well. Um, Brent Lockman says, moment of the match for me, Jay and Mark chopping the hell out of each other with the biggest smiles on their faces. <laughs> it's basically a cry session. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, um, Living Dead Frank says, goddamn ninjas cutting onions. No. R.I.P. Jay Briscoe. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, Kai said the whole match felt like it was in slow motion. I, I would say, um, like... Uh, if it, it was, it felt like like in a good way, like like you're just watching this, being being able to to everyone having this this moment together that we're all watching it, 
um, and and having that you know that communal um, those communal thoughts. Um, Shakya twenty nine says that J video package in the main event hit me right in the heart, man. So happy AEW was able to do right by them boys and give Mark that spotlight. Reach for the sky, boy. On a separate note, can't wait to see Toothless Timmy try to rip Brian's arm out of its socket. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Um, um, uh, Big J says, the thank you Tony chance what got me through in the final match. Uh, I'm not crying. My eyes are just sweating. I don't know if it was thank you Tony or thank you Jamin. Um, uh, but either way, yes, thank them both. Because Tony did a lot to make sure this could happen. This was not going to happen unless unless he pushed for it. Um, so yeah, uh, David Reed says Mark versus Claudio at Supercard of Honor. Ooh. I mean, if, if you told me that's what we were doing, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, Tom LaValle says, I predicted I'd be weeping, and I did. That main event was perfect in every way. Tears all over my face. It was it was really great. And I, I, I'm one of the people who doesn't need to see Jay Lethal do anything, but I, I, I respect how much he loved that man, Jay Briscoe. And I thought that he did a fantastic job in this. And it was he was the perfect guy to have as the opponent for Mark Briscoe's Jay Briscoe uh, tribute match. Um, Drinking at Moe's says, now that is how you do a damn tribute match. Okay, I'm going to go finish crying now. Rest easy, Jay. Reach for the sky, boy. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs says, I'm an absolute... Spurs says that he's an absolute wreck. Um, a lot of people having like real, real uh, emotions just watching the match. Uh, from their couches as opposed to being in the arena. Um, Meet Normus says, I saw a man called Otto today, thought I was done with tears until Reach for the Sky hit. As the Big Lebowski said, strong men also cry. That is very true. Glad uh, WBD got their shit together and let this happen. R.I.P. Jay Briscoe. Um, it, unconscionable that that it was, that the, that the idea was that Mark couldn't even show up, even if they they would. So I'm yeah, it's impossible for me to believe that they wouldn't be able to figure that out, and they finally did. So good. Joey Bag of Donuts says uh, the J tribute match was perfectly done. All the tears. And Co says I wasn't ready to cry. I should have been, but I wasn't. Also, damn it, they made me excited for and happy to see a J Lethal match. Love you all. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty great, honestly. Um, just the way it was was whew, was very very excellent um, and true. Uh, just a reminder: AEW is selling J shirts with proceeds going to the family. And a final thankful to Alex and Julie, sour and sweet, for helping this wonderful um, gra- uh, group tribute. RIPJ hashtag Reach for the Sky. Yeah. Alex, I feel like we could trademark sour and sweet. That's like that could, could be our, that could be our, our merch. It could be. It could be. <laughs> it could be. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, we have some more from, from earlier in the show. Um, CO talking about Helix Sleep. Two free pillows. Don't sleep on this deal. Um, <laughs> so that's good stuff. Um, uh, um, uh, Jam Beard has a pun. Uh, for you, Julie Cajun Dill, Julie Cajun Dill. I believe that that is a a kind of um, uh, a pint of chip because chips were the puns last. Oh, night. Because um, we were doing, we started doing chip puns last night, like before you. 
Stephen yeah. King even got there. That was yeah. that was a good that was a good one though. Points. Um, yeah. Um, and Mr. Showtime says a pun from last night. Hook is chip like all all four letters all all capitalized. It works because he likes chips. Okay. I didn't actually need. To, he says I didn't actually need to explain that, but I did. Love you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Showtime. Uh, yes. Uh, anyway, so we're done with those. Um, uh, uh, so Jake Sellers, I was really hoping that scripts would be on while Sean was on. Well, uh, listen again, I, I, I don't, I don't control what Jesse DeBody Ventura does with his, with his weird, um, spy satellites. So you never know. Um, and Orion Ben 666 says, uh, just credit to everyone at AEW for tonight. Thanks, Jay. Not Bogan says I'm late as always, but a bat. Being a finisher in AEW is why I didn't like the hardcore match between Liv Rousey, Liv, Liv Morgan and Rousey. There were like 20 bat shots in that match. Yeah, I, I think that we should decide whether or not we're going to like um, uh, hit each other with bats once and you're done. Yeah. Or hit each other with bats 15 times and we're fine. We'll just pick one, make it a rule and go with it. Um, and That's um, actually. yeah, ShotKid29 says, my hope. Is that the final opponent for Danielson is Shibata? Since Shibata said Danielson was his other dream match in AEW. All right. <gasps> oh my God! What is going on? What What is happening? What, what is, is happening? What is here? What is happening here? It's me, I Scripts. I I have a head cold, so I sound different than usual. But it's I. This is this is proof that Alex is not me. There's been a conspiracy theory out there, and I don't believe in any of those outside of Round Mars. But there's a conspiracy theory that we're the same and we're not. Well, I, I just I came on here with some breaking news to declare that I'm in the Royal Rumble. What? Oh, wow! I, I, I haven't gotten the go ahead from from Hunter and Sean, but I'm I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm pretty sure it's gonna go very well because of my moonsault based offense. And uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I think I I've got a chance to win it all. And if not, I'll leave some messages about elimination chamber. Okay. It's amazing though the way that people can just show up and declare like I'm going to be in this tag team championship match. Why mm -hmm. not? No, no one said I couldn't be. You just if you bribe if you bribe Pierce, that guy is soft. You could just. Just enter <laughs> enter the rumble. You just gotta slip him a hundred dollar bill, and it's pretty much a done deal. This is bro says this is my favorite acid trip, and it's true. <laughs> this is pretty amazing, though. I have to say, I've never seen Alex and Scripps in the same place together at the same time. So, and now you have. It's a rare event. It's a very rare event. I feel like I am here for a very important piece of fightful history. Mm. It is a part of fightful lore now. I have a scoop. I'm entering the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> well, um, you get on with your show, but I just wanted to come in here and declare that I'm in the Royal Rumble and prove that Alex and Scripps aren't the same person. See, it's good. We've got it, we've got it all set up. Thank Scripps, you. One, one more question. Are you gonna yes, tell us are you gonna tell us which spot you're entering in the Royal Rumble? So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run the table, Julie. Okay. I'm, I'm at number, at number one. one. Wow. I'm a huge pop. I'm eliminating Cody Rhodes. 
<laughs> I'm also eliminating 28 other people. I'm eliminating uh -huh. everybody from the match. Right. Yeah. <laughs> With moon well, salts. Wow. It's going to be a hell of a, hell of a run. <laughs> I have a gift. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, you have a gift of eliminating people. I thought you said you have a gift like you were going to oh, give like us something. for us. Yeah. I just broke yeah. news on here. What more do you people want? <laughs> you ungrateful bastards. I'm at it. <laughs> Oh, wow. um, scripts for being here. That was nice. Um, uh, Warren was also nice and sent in a $5 uh, donation. Thank you so much. Thank Jam Beard let, lets us go and said, instead of hook, it's not hook, it's snack. Because snack. He's, seen, he's seen the ladies <laughs> on Twitter call him that. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right, everybody. Um, we're done. So thank you, everyone. Um, this has been an emotional life for a lot of people. I'm glad we were here to uh, help you through it. Um, Julie, tell everybody where where they can find you and what you do. Sure. So if you want to find me on social media, I'm most active on Instagram. I'm not doing, I'm not on Twitter right now. If I do rejoin Twitter at some point, I will let you guys know. But um, I'm on Instagram. I'm under the crown jewels. Crown is with, an E at the end. It's the old English spelling. That's just how we roll. Very formal around here, as you can as you can see. Um, but that is where you can find me. I'm also kind of dabbling in this this journey of doing interviewing and some other things at um, live wrestling shows. I was just at Pro Wrestling Action down in Florida last month, and hopefully we'll be returning there soon. Uh, TBD when exactly that is, but. Um, if you'd like to come follow me on my travels through the wrestling world, that is where you can do it. Awesome. Um, good. Follow, follow, uh, Julie, um, uh, with all of her travels and all of her things she's just doing. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at, uh, Alex Sour Graps. Also Alex Sour Graps on Instagram, though I'm never there. Um, <laughs> uh, and, um, where we're going to, Kate and I will be reviewing, um, Royal Rumble. Uh, this this Saturday, right uh, on on Fightful Select. So come hang out over there. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, on Friday, um, it'll be oh god! I may stop by. by. You never know. <laughs> Wouldn't uh, that be amazing if Scripps wins the Royal Rumble and uh, then you get a live appearance? Well, from oh yeah, the, on the show. That's, that's, that's a top get. That's a top get. <laughs> Scripps will not. I guarantee you, if Scripps wins the Royal Rumble, he will not be doing interviews anywhere else but on the fight, the, the, the Sour Grab show. Um, so that's good. I want. I wanted to give a little. Uh, hold on. It's a win, not an. That's, right. that's, right. that's going to be a, such a ratings get for Saturday. I'm excited. Little, a little update. I wanted to make sure everyone knows. Uh, friend of the show, Ali Cease. Uh, Ali Cease uh, saw Hook tonight. Uh, and that he looked in her section, and that's a marriage proposal in her mind. Oh, so I want exactly. to say um, thank uh, that that uh, th congratulations, the happy couple of Ali and Hook. Uh, I think that's great for both of you. Uh, until next time, everybody. We'll see you later, and um, and have a good one. Um, I don't actually don't have a, a, a. I guess I should say the Sean thing. We're out. We're out.